Good evening. Welcome to the Parley, the Hindu's weekly discussion podcast on major issues in the news. Hi, I'm Pooja Petnekar, and this week we are discussing the debate over online learning amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, our guests today are uh, Kiran Bharti, Senior Fellow, Center for Policy Research. and former national commissioner for rte at the national commission for protection of child rights and rita sonavat director of ampersand group and former dean sndt university executive director of early childhood association uh, the corona virus outbreak has disrupted academic year this year it has cancelled classes examinations and to ensure that students do not miss out on their studies schools moved classes online and students started attending lectures through their gadgets however this practice has raised concerns among parents and uh, they complained that students are glued to the screen for 5 to 6 hours every day following this maharashtra banned online classes till class 2 and is yet to decide on pre recorded videos and in Mad- in madhya pradesh the ban is till primary classes uh karnataka was the first state to implement the ban from lkg to class 5 and it has also formed an expert committee to issue guidelines on online classes so we will discuss with our uh, educators uh, the pros and cons of online learning and let's begin then the first question uh, that i want to pose to uh, rita ma'am uh, so do you think that online classes has increased the screen time for students uh see what we first we need to understand those who are uh, taking decision they uh, are they aware of what what is happening in preschool what is school curriculum how teachers are teaching and when they are conducting online classes are they aware what is happening in the, those classes so my answer to them is most of the schools they are not using 100% screen but uh, they how they are giving their uh, classes as a blended approach and in the preschool it's a it's a, uh, activity based so teacher uh, from the family anybody can take that activity and tell the child to do the activity the child is doing so our activities are like creative activity where the children are using crayon or paint and making uh, something which is told by the teacher or uh, Uh, asking child to make a outline of the object, or maybe they are giving the music from the school and asking children to do the movement on the music. There are some classes I have attended where they are making children to do yoga, and they are giving the exercises which are there uh, to do the yoga. So even now, it's very easy for the uh, teachers to make a lesson plan where they are giving them cooking experiments. making bhel at home or maybe salad at home only i can say storytelling and rhyme where the children are seeing the uh, screen because the story is very interesting to them the narrator is always very interesting to them and mostly the narrator is their teacher so they like to uh, listen to the narrator so that uh, time they are uh, seeing from the screen so most of the activities which they are doing is doing by themselves but what we need to understand puja if we will not do this thing what will the be the impact impact will be child's brain development 
every day of child is very important in child's life we, we cannot miss even a single day because whole development depends on the right kind of stimulation which is given to the children and this stimulation teachers they know what age what stimulation should be given to the child parents they, they are not aware otherwise we would not have started preschool fair point uh, um, miss rita uh, ma'am uh, ma'am uh, you have anything to say on this i am not an expert on the uh, you know the psychological uh, effects uh, or even on the biological effects of uh, online or screen time i mean i am sort of a have a lay person's understanding that you know there could be harmful effects of looking at the screen for long periods of time uh, and since uh, the classes seem to have shifted entirely uh to some form of online uh, uh you know instruction it seems to me that it does imply long hours uh of the for the child to look at the screen and that should that doesn't seem to be a very uh a very healthy a way of uh, in, uh you know learning but i think there are other aspects of online uh, you know in addition to the health impact that may be there and that is the fact that they are you know in their homes uh, and they don't have their peers around them and they're sort of isolated and having to you know uh, do this sort of learning by themselves and uh, even the teachers role it becomes a little bit limited you know they don't have the kind of supervision that they would have in an in person classroom and those also have an impact on you know the kind of learning or the way the child learns how much they learn etc but the larger question i think that we are being faced with with this uh, almost entire uh, shift to online across all schools is that a lot of children don't have access to those an- online facilities particularly children who are uh, you know attending government schools so they are actually missing out on uh, the instruction that is being provided even those families where uh, you know they may have uh, uh, some some access to digital technology uh, it you know the entire family is now having to use that technology in one way or the other the parents may themselves be working from home and be needing to use their computers for various you know uh, zoom meeting etc cetera, etc cetera. so each household now needs to have several gadgets that they can distribute amongst all of themselves and that's really not possible for a large section of the population besides the children even if they are having to watch something uh, online and then you know from that learn to do an activity by themselves need some kind of adult supervision in a classroom in a school the teacher is there but who is going to do it at home which means the parents time has to be devoted to that but if the parents are also working then it becomes very difficult to provide that supervision so i think that there are multiple um, issues here that haven't really been thought through uh, there has been a kind of almost rush towards uh, you know uh, switching in a sense to this whole system of online uh, classes or online learning and i think that one of the thing that now actually some of the courts are saying and the uh, chennai high court has and i think the delhi high court also has issued a notice saying that they need to be guidelines i mean the education departments in states and also i think at the mhrd level actually haven't thought this through and they've just sort of switched almost overnight to this idea of online classes 
and so the court is also i think correctly asked for some sort of guidelines i mean what does it entail what would it mean how is it actually going to happen what are going to what is going to be the impact how much can be done online how much should not be done and the other thing that i think is being missed in this whole conversation i mean the what is i think worrying to me is the fact that there, the entire conversation has shifted to the use of technology digital technology online or some form of screen i mean it's not if it's not computers and smartphones and it's doordarshan that's again watching a screen nobody is really talking about how we can think about bring making the school a safe place where the kids can start to come back to and actually that the whole uh, the the uh, education is about not just the information or content that is delivered to them whether it is through a phone or a tv screen or a computer screen education is about a lot more and that lot more actually takes place through the social interactions that take place in a school with their peers with the teachers you know there's extracurricular with you know multiple multiple other things so that all of that has been cut out and i think that would have other kinds of developmental and cognitive uh, impact on the child and their mind and their learning and their development etc so and i think that it is high time that we started to talk about how the school actually can be made a space that is safe again for children to come back to rather than make a complete switch and imagine the world you know now to be just a world of online learning right uh ma'am uh, rita ma'am uh, like uh, kiran ma'am rightly said that uh, is we need to start thinking about moving from online to school to the school premises and to do that we need to ensure that the schools are safe currently looking at the corona virus cases in mumbai uh, in uh, chennai in uh, bangalore also even in delhi delhi yes. yeah so do you think it's uh, it would be possible many countries abroad have already opened schools uh, would it be possible to do that in uh, india right now how viable is it how can it be done uh, see um, puja first we, what we need to understand is uh, when uh, kiran was saying kiran was saying about uh, uh, she was not talking about the screen but she was talking about the education system supervision and communication and all those things and uh, my focus was uh, definitely today's situation because tomorrow when the school will start how school will take care for that we have prepared early childhood association has prepared a detailed guidelines we thought maybe that will start in the month of august maybe month of july for that matter so we have prepared in the month of may detailed guidelines uh, but uh, the issue is uh, here if you are comparing with abroad the kind of uh, precaution those people are take, taking means at the end of the day one of my uh, colleague she has shown me the tissue box the huge tissue box they have so tissue use of tissue and wastage of the tissue and uh, the dump of the tissue coming from one class is so huge can we afford all these things can our child in the classroom wearing the mask and not touching the mask is it possible for children child to do it some other child will pull him push him and take out his mask what the teacher will be doing so we need uh, and these are the issue because we have worked with the children in the classroom so we know the situation in the classroom so uh, unfortunately that is what is my uh, take on this 
the people those who are talking in this matter they really puja don't have any idea of a peaceful education we always believe in activity based education and puja i will like to give you some statistics before uh, uh, online classes before covid the situation of uh, uh, screen addict was so high the, the addiction and admission into the mental health hospital was so high before that 49% were frustrated 18% were sad 42% were ang had anger 25% were fearful so these are the statistics which has come before the covid because they were using screen longer hours 8 to 9 hours they were using screen and these are children students i'm talking about students so uh, so at least my submission here is teacher is making them busy at home where the and if you see gadget gadget is a issue huh? but uh, uh, we uh, life trust uh, is a uh, ngo save the children is another ngo both the ngo has worked with the teachers and they are giving uh, matter on their whatsapp they have made a whatsapp group and they are giving the uh, whatsapp group some activities they are sending one hour activity they are sending which uh, uh, they uh, they will be sending to the parents and asking parents to do at home these activities so some things are creative because situation is very different and in this different situation we cannot think of the, what is what we were doing in the classroom right ma'am what i think ms bhatti mentioned uh was that uh, okay everything is planned but where is the supervision parents might not be trained enough to supervise the child so do you think schools uh, should uh, yeah I, yeah let me just come in on that yes, a little bit uh, pooja uh, i think that uh, rita ji mentioned the supervision part but the thing what the other part that i was saying but even before supervision is that there is a large section of the population that doesn't have access to smartphones and whatsapp there may be one phone in the family that is the reason i have given you the example of life trust ngo which is working in the slums i know ma'am but how many schools or how many students and how many families can an ngo reach we are talking about the whole country we're talking about 50 60% of the child population that accesses government schools and comes from lower income families where they can't no save the children no ngo can reach them majority of the children in india are attending anganwadis but uh, if uh, the government is thinking we have to close down the anganwadi so what we, we can do the ngos it's not one or two ngos most of the ngos they started working with the children and they are puja what we need to understand is they are using creative ways because they know children they know teachers and they have a development they their commitment is for the child's development so they are keeping the child in mind and planning certain things for the children that is what we need to appreciate and uh, we need to really do something for that in this situation so uh, I, yeah my my point was not limited a to preschool uh, it was for you know the entire schooling system secondly uh, i mean i it's it, uh, clearly it is not uh, the teachers are not at fault here they are only following the orders and instructions of the government and i'm sure that they are trying their best that's also i think not the issue at hand the issue at hand is a the fact that there are a large 
section of the population that is unable to access this technology based uh, activity planning uh, plans or lessons or stories or whatever efforts that the teachers are putting in that's a huge concern even with this whole migration problem there are so many children who have gone off somewhere else and they are not they cannot be accessed many many teachers i know government school teachers in delhi who are trying to reach some of the students whose mobile numbers they have but they are not able to reach them they have disappeared and these are kids who are going to be out of school very soon they we don't know whether their families are going to come back to the cities we don't know what's going to happen to them and they certainly are not going to be able to access this so the concerns are regarding all of that it's not i don't think that the concerns are to do with you know whether teachers are doing enough to try and make actually there's all the effort is going in by the teachers and the education establishment to develop more and better online modules activity based and other and there is no criticism of that the problem is how good is that for a child who's unable to use it and what about that child who's unable to use it the problem is that our policy has always neglected the marginalized child that is why we still have so many children who are not in school at all all our policies tend to focus on those who already have access to certain facilities we just forget we invisibilize the poor we invisibilize the marginalized and that's where we the the Uh, i think pooja here the policy is seeing only these children and that is the reason uh, the policy maker are saying uh, whatever the online you are giving that stop because policy is seeing only those children who are not are some children are at least getting good education what what, what we want because some children are marginalized some children are migrated so country seeing all those children and uh, the picture is given to that uh, we have done a survey in slums of mumbai and we found every household has got one smartphone and they are ready to give to the uh, uh, download the uh, whatever the activity is given and they are ready to do the activity with the children so we are getting support from the children but if the government says no classes then what we will be doing and then the argument is those like children those neglected those who doesn't have gadgets if we give that argument and Uh, whatever 60% are having everything and they can get education now government is stopping their education also is it proper puja to do that right so uh, there are like vatima mentioned that this whole issue about a huge chunk of uh, students who come under the poverty line who are uh, children of migrants and teachers and schools are not able to reach these children so if the online classes are stopped whatever little effort is being made like rita ma mentioned that also might go to waste that's what uh, i think the consensus is right no i don't i not i i, I uh, at no point did i say that online classes need to stop i said that there needs to be conversation about please let me finish speaking yeah. and please let me also finish saying i you uh, <clears throat> just wait till i finish my point uh, what i'm saying is that we need to be thinking about others as well obviously the intention is not to you know shift the the boundary of marginalization from one to the other that is not serve anyone's purpose i do contest the 60 to 70% kids are receiving online i think it's the other way around 60 to 70 even more are not receiving online maybe 30% are getting it but nevertheless that that's not the point the point is that the education system cannot focus on any one section it has to focus on all and that has been one of the problems of the education system is that it has never followed a universal frame so even now 
the point is that okay let some have it doesn't matter if all don't have it that is the point that we are trying to make is not the right approach you have to think about every child every child matters so in that every child matters when it is a fundamental right of a child to have basic education you cannot have policy that speaks only to the 30% who has access you have to have a policy that speaks also to the others not saying that you should not consider the 30% but that you have to consider the 70% which is out of your loop as well and currently there is no conversation taking place about that that's the criticism of the current policy not that you should you know somehow discriminate against the haves right. obviously not right ma'am let's move on to another so puja here the 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 issue is uh, the government is stopping those who are giving the classes and uh, anganwadi worker the, uh, her job is to give education she is ready to give education she is busy door to door going and uh, distributing the uh, grains so that is what job she is doing so she is not uh, she is reaching to the house the child is seeing her teacher but she her job is to give the grains uh, and then go to another house so her job is just distribution between the grains so and majority of the children are taken care by uh, icds program so gov- really government is committed to this 0 to 6 years or not that is what is the question right also let's move on to another question uh, guest uh see like this situation the coronavirus pandemic has shown us that education really can uh, students can be at a loss during such a pandemic where schools have to close where uh, families have to move from their uh, neighborhoods so what are the alternatives uh, that you know can ensure that students don't fall back academically because of this or any other and pandemic that might arise in the future uh bhatti ma'am you would want to speak on this i think that you see one of the big things that has come up during this pandemic and it's across all sectors is that many of the policy fault lines have come to the fore most of all in for instance in public health the fact that our public health system is not geared towards such situations is has become very evident and obvious to everyone so i think that even with ed- the education sector what has become very evident is that we have not invested in our education system in a way that it can take care of a situation like this so i think going forward we have to start thinking why do we not have better schools like we well, you know i don't i i actually don't agree with the argument that oh we are not like the west we are not like the west because we didn't uh, invest in our education system like the west and it's not just the west there are other a uh, non western countries where where they have invested more in education and they would be able to open their schools than us so i think this is honestly a time for us to think in a much broader sense in terms of how we need to improve our education system so that it does, is not in a situation where we absolutely are unable to think about opening the school where we do not have enough teachers who can handle the situation at home where we do not have infrastructure which can be make it possible for the students to have a safe environment at home where we do not have health facilities water sanitation none of that is complete in, in fact far from it those are the things that we need those are the questions actually i think the pandemic has thrown up which is what we need to be talking about not just bringing technology and online we have to take a longer term view of this i think it is important one you know so many fundamental questions have arisen during this pandemic for everyone and in education it has highlighted the fact that our education system is so weak 
it is so weak that it is unable to handle a situation like that where we are going to end up we are by the time we get out of this pandemic we are going to have a large number of children who have fallen out how is the education going to system going to deal with that we're not even talking about that the 30% who have access to the online may continue to see but what will happen to that they are part of our country they will become uh, dropouts what are we going to do about that why do we not have schools that are capable of being opening uh, of opening again why don't we ask that question why is it that after so many years of independence after having a, a, a education elementary education a fundamental right we still do not have the requisite infrastructure we still have lacks and lacks and lacks of shortages of teachers why are we in that situation those are the questions we need to ask ma'am uh, like kiran ma'am rightly said uh, that there are larger questions that need to be answered and uh, most the government is right now working on coming, coming up with guidelines uh rita ma'am anything that you would want to suggest in the guidelines uh, one important point that i can see from what bhatti ma'am mentioned is that how do we deal with these students who after uh, missing out on classes or uh, not uh, being able to attend school for so long how will the system deal with these kind of children will there be bridge courses will there be special uh, lectures for them how will this work इंपॉर्टेंट we have prepared a detailed guidelines very very detailed guidelines and i will uh, definitely send you the, those guidelines puja you will see a lot of efforts have gone uh, where we are saying that it's very important if child is going to school then these are the guidelines which are we should be followed okay can you expand on some of these guidelines ma'am can you mention some of the guidelines that uh, you have worked on uh, uh, i'll mention that third point which i wanted to give is uh, you know australia early childhood association president i spoke to her and she told me we have first started school of marginalized children because we know their condition at home is not so good to stay to make them stay there so first we started uh, school for them and after that we have started uh, school. we we are thinking to start school for the other children so so these are the countries who are thinking for the children in a in a very bigger way i can say where uh, uh, they uh, they can even think of uh, uh, and they have a facility to have children those who are marginalized and very well in a school environment but the same thought when i have given in our balwadi and i thought maybe not balwadi balwadi is still being quite well anganwadi i thought then uh, the question was the, the kind of spaces the anganwadis are working they are not really uh, i can say conducive for the children to even go in this situation and study right many of them could be hot spots yes okay uh, thank you so much uh, ms kiran bhati and ms rita sunawat our guests have given us some uh, points to think about i think one of the major points raised was that the issue of online classes 
is also uh, important to look at this issue from the perspective of students who are marginalized who are unable to attend classes because uh, even online because they have moved with their families uh, to back to their villages and secondly uh, the need of the hour is to come up with detailed guidelines as to how and when should schools reopen and uh, think about larger policies to ensure that such a uh, dilemma is not posed for students in the future in if in case of a pandemic thank you uh, experts we'll end the session today thank you so thank much. you for that thank you so much thank you thank you thank you